successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello everybody and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I am your host Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us today. If you're listening on the radio, we're on 980 AM. If you're joining me on podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Appreciate you joining us via podcast. Or if you're listening on our website, grillnationshow.com, I greatly appreciate it. You can connect with um, all of us on all those social uh, platforms and websites, and, and we really appreciate it. Today's show is going to be very, very exciting. I'm ex- very excited because um, we haven't ever talked about uh, development, essentially, in the area we're going to talk about of Kansas City. And there's two gentlemen who are joining me today. One is a, a great contributor to the Grill Nation show and uh, just a, a tremendous thought leader in his industry. Jonathan Cole, who's the owner of Pendulum Studio. Their website is PendulumKC.com. And, and Tim Bowman, who is uh, uh, with Truce Village, they're joining me today via Zoom. We're going to talk about this incredible new uh, development project, uh, the Truce Development Project, Truce Village on 31st and Truce. I'm fascinated to learn more about it, but first off, let's welcome in our two guests today, Jonathan Cole and, and Tim Bowman. Tim and Jonathan, welcome to the show. First off, let's have you introduce yourselves and kind of your backgrounds to our, our listeners. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you lead things off? Sure. Jonathan Cole, Pendulum Studio, based here in Kansas City, a California native, but have been in Kansas City for uh, over 20 years now, so I call Kansas City home. I feel like I, this is you know where I'll probably be for ever now. So uh, Pendulum uh, Architecture Practice, uh, here, based here in Kansas City, um, we do a lot of sports um, facility design, but uh, here with our partnership with Tim Bowman, we've been doing some very meaningful work here in the inner city there at 31st and Troost, basically 31st uh, Troost uh, all the way to Linwood uh, South there. So really excited about this project and excited to tell you more about what we've got going on. That's awesome. Um, and, and by the way, I did have a chance to visit uh, Jonathan at his office in the Crossroads um, a couple months ago, I think it was. And it's just just such a beautiful space. So uh, so modern, so eclectic. Just everyone there seemed very happy to be working, Jonathan. It was a, it was a really cool experience. I can't wait to go back. Um, Tim, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, you're joining us as well via Zoom today. Yeah. So, Jason, first of all, thanks for having us on your program. And uh, thanks for having Jonathan and I on your program. So Compass Smart is the uh, we, we currently have about two and a half city blocks of property on uh, in between 31st down to Linwood. So 31st in Linwood and Truce, Truce, 31st, Linwood, Truce. And, uh, and then we go south of that. And then we also go a little bit to the west and pick up a, a large apartment project down there. And uh, we're very, very, very excited to be part of a historic preservation project such as 
and true since it's got so much great history. The buildings are amazing, a lot of fun. Uh, Compass Smart currently is doing the, we're home right now. Kansas City's our home and it's always been our home. Uh, but currently we're in uh, San Francisco doing about a 30 acre development that Jonathan's involved with on us. And uh, we're also in Tampa, Florida right now on about a 19 acre development out on the ocean. Excited about what's going on. Just so our listeners know, as far as your business background and kind of what you've done in your life uh, with uh, with development, what, what type of projects do you typically work on and, and opportunities do you explore? So we we focus on commercial mixed-use developments, and, and it's, we really like to work on projects to where we can assemble the properties and the pieces around us so that we can make sure, you, you know, you don't want to build a million-dollar building right next to a $100,000 garage that you can't, that you can't control. And so... What we do is we, we focus on where we can control our neighborhood, if you will. It controls probably the wrong word for it, but, but make sure that we're, we're part of that and can be, be a vested partner with our neighbors and, and make sure that we're tied into that. But we're, we're primarily a commercial mixed use group. Yeah. And, and Jonathan, I think it's interesting to talk about kind of before we, in our next segment, we're going to dive deeper into this partnership and, and 31st and Truce development, but how you guys got connected um, and what kind of, as someone who's working in a lot more of the sports architectural world, what, what convinced you that you wanted to, to team up with Tim or how did you guys interact and how did this kind of start out, I guess you would say, since you're sure. in a different kind of world than he is? Well, it's a great story. One, the convincing factor was just Tim. I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a great story that Tim probably tells better than I do, but you know, when I announced uh, my acquisition of 100% of the ownership of Pendulum uh, in July, uh, I posted that on LinkedIn on our company page as well as our personal page. And Tim just happened to reach out one day. And and uh, it's funny because uh, we're kindred spirits in the sense that we're always working. So uh, I think he reached out to me at uh, 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning and said, hey, just want to touch base. Congratulations. Wanted to tell you a little bit about our project. You have time to get together. I was like, absolutely. What time do you want to get together? And I think he was a little surprised or taken aback that I was ready to go. So, you know, whatever time, wherever, I'm, I'm around. And I believe this was a weekend, right, Tim? Jason, I got to tell you this. First of all, was it 6 a.m. where you sent him a LinkedIn message? Or text? Was it a phone call? What was it that early? 6, a, 6 a.m. LinkedIn message, drinking my coffee out by the Koi Pond. You know, going through my laptop, seeing what's going on, 6 a.m. And I, so I shoot this off at 6 a.m. And at 6.05, <laughs> it, it, blink, here comes Jonathan. He comes right back on top of it. And it's like, we have paid people <laughs> on our team. We can't get them to answer the phone after five o'clock. Mind you not, Saturday. Forget Saturday. No chance, right? And so all of a sudden, this guy, you know, dinks me back. And, and like he said, what, we almost the fun part working with Jonathan is we we can really play off of each other when it comes to design and 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 we listen to each other. He brings so much to the table, and uh, we damn near finish each other's sentences half the time. So it's kind of scary, but yeah. So that all started off as a six o'clock in the morning call, and I'm just amazed that he was. I'm just amazed that that somebody actually responded at six o five. It was really fun. Really do work around the clock, and you, you know that's uh, that's a good good trait to have. And 
sometimes if you don't respond fast, these things fall through the cracks, and then you, you aren't you didn't have what you have today in this partnership. So that's a cool story. Jonathan, do you have anything more to add before we go to break on that one? Yeah, so we went back and forth, and I think Tim – you know, his question to me was, well, when can we meet on site? And I was like, well, how about today? And then it ended up turning out that we were supposed to meet at 10, but I had some things I had to take care of for my parents. And so Tim said, hey, family first, take care of that. Let's meet on Monday. And we met on Monday and the rest is history. You know, I was really impressed walking through the site and being familiar with the buildings that Tim knew every inch of the site. And he was walking it after an ACL surgery. So he was limping around. Um, but still, every inch of that development, Tim knows and was very familiar with intimately. Uh, so that passion and that vision, which I'm sure we'll get to a little bit later in the next segment, but his vision, I, I think, really impressed me the most. I've worked with all kinds of clients. And one thing that, that is universally true uh, is you can't buy taste and you also can't buy cool. And I think... <laughs> Just the interaction that we've had back and forth, Tim gets it. And that's what I, I love about working on the project with him. We're going to break into more of that here after the break. Again, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. We'll be right back. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies. I'm waking up to I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust I'm breathing in the chemicals Hello everyone and welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Again, I appreciate you listening on 980 AM or on podcasts or on our website, grillnationshow.com where I'll post information about all of our guests and as well as our podcasts. You can listen back to them in the future. Uh, also, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show on social media as well on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Just search for my name, Jason Grill. I really appreciate all of the feedback and all of the great information that y'all share with me each and every week so we can provide some really great shows like today. Uh, again, we're joined today by Jonathan Cole. He's the owner of Pendulum Studio. Their website is pendulumkc.com, an awesome website. Totally, totally go check it out because they've done so many cool projects with sports architecture uh, throughout the country, and, and they even have some mock-ups of potential future uh, Royal Stadiums on there, which I always enjoy looking at. They're pretty awesome, so check them out. And then uh, Tim Bowman, managing member of Compass Smart. He is uh, involved with the Truce Village project that we're talking about today. I want to kind of start out on this segment uh, and just kind of do an overview of this area. I know a lot of people maybe haven't been to 31st and Troost in quite a while or maybe haven't been there and since this kind of project started tim why don't we start with you just kind of just kind of describe this this area this project kind of what's happening in this region in this part of kansas city and then we'll get into kind of why you all are doing this and why it matters so start off with kind of an overview of kind of the 31st and truce development in that area so uh that that area truce is really 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 developing in, in a big way, there's something like three quarters of a billion dollars in a 10 block line of truce, north and south of truce that's under construction or in planning and zoning. And, and our project fully developed is about $140 million. And there's a, a couple other projects. My point is truce is probably going to be at about $1.4 billion within the next five years in a 10 block line of truce north and south. 
we're lucky because we're pretty much in the center of that entire area. And what's being developed around us is a lot, a lot of residential uh, apartments and stuff like that. We're one of the most iconic commercial spaces. That whole block is on the east side, especially and the west side's a beautiful uh, section as well. But uh, so we're building currently building a building. Uh, our Michelson project is about three months away from being actual actually open to the public. We it's completely rented out at this point. Uh, the Shankman Building, which is a beautiful three story. Uh, art deco trans- transformative art deco project that um, was built in 1915 uh, by Pentagrass, and she's going to be ready by second quarter 2020. Um, and then the second quarter 2022 or 2021. I'm sorry, 2021. And um, and then my favorite building, and Jonathan will start laughing about this, but my favorite building is the um, the building. We call Tycor has an old Tycor name, but it's the National Indian. It's an uh, Osage Indian National Museum that uh, we're very, very, very excited about. So this was a building that was probably, and this is one of my favorite things to do: take the ugliest building on the block and turn it into the prettiest building on the block. This so this building was covered up somewhere in like 1980s when everybody thought it was cool to modernize and renovate the building. And so when we went and started tearing that down, that that 1980s remodel, what was hiding behind it was this incredible 1912, beautiful building with lots of character. And I could literally talk about this one for days. So when you see the pictures, and, and by the way, Jonathan and I, we went back and forth, back and forth. This is the one where him and I really spent a lot of time really trying to get the best use of what it looks like. And, and I think what you're going to see today, uh, and, and that's going to be online by third quarter 2021, but it's, it's going to be very impressive. And it's going to be something that uh, Kansas City is going to be very proud of. And it's a destination. It, it makes, it's going to make 31st and Truth a destination location for Kansas City. Well, and Jason, just to kind of compliment that, you know, what's interesting to me about Tycor is, you know, it was built in the early 1900s, probably around 1905. We have postcards that show kind of renderings of it. And then it had a another kind of alteration in the 50s. Um, so what Tim and I went back and forth on is what's the right place to take it today? Uh, and so I think what you'll see and some of the rendered views and, and really what's starting to unveil itself in construction right now is really a hybrid. It's a little bit 1905. It's a little bit, you know, of we kept a little bit of what happened in 1950s, but overall we're bringing it back to something that I think is is curated in a way from a design standpoint that makes it relevant and appropriate for where it is right now. Where are we with kind of like, I mean, obviously you got to get approvals for all this and the financing and just the, the city and all of that. Um, I mean, have, have, I mean, I'm sure that process hasn't been easy at times, but, you know, it seems to me that this is like, the perfect example of something that Kansas city should be doing more of. And I, I just I, talk to me about kind of where you're at and, you know, you mentioned all these dates, but it seems to me this is coming to reality a lot quicker maybe than I thought it was um, just in my pre-prep for the ship. Jason, it's uh, funny. So, so we've actually had city council people come down to the project and once they actually see behind the walls, the walls are there for security and safety. 
but they don't know what's going on behind the walls, right? So once they go behind the walls, they're like, oh, my God, <laughs> we had no idea this was going on. <laughs> and uh, so once you see through the scaffolding and look past it, it's it's pretty impressive what's what's actually happening behind the doors. So speaking of financing, so phase one, which is um, the three buildings that we're talking about, plus a parking uh, surface mounted parking. And we are, we actually have our own off street uh, parking that's available for the entire project. So we were able to take advantage of the space in some of the older buildings back in the back that to really lay out uh, off street parking. So we, we've actually solved the parking problem. So the phase one is $18 million and that's fully funded and, and we're working on that right now. We're about $8 million into an $18 million development. When you talk about phase one, again, talk to us kind of through what, what if somebody goes there and when it is completed, phase one, like what can they expect? Like So phase one, like I said, they're going to actually start opening. And so those are offices. Um, so I, I've got a couple interesting comments. If you don't mind, I'm going to play with this for a minute. That's why we have you on the show, Tim. There you go. So, yeah, exactly. So what we were, we were very excited about doing the truth project. And because of that, our, um, um, MBE, WBE requirements, minority business enterprises for construction were set somewhere around like 15% MBE and 12% WBE. I can tell you currently we're running at 65% total. Of that, love that sixty-five percent. About sixty percent of that sixty-five percent is actually union workers. So we we and we've got a lot. We have a crew of first step workers on there as well that we have a lot of fun with. They're they're very cool, by the way, to work with. Um, that's the construction side of things. And our goal is, is that each one of these companies are going to continue with us on phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, phase five. And the way we've got this set up and we're working it right now, Jonathan's hard at work getting the drawings to keep up with us. But as phase one starts to finish, we're actually going to start phase two and three. So we're lining up two and three. So, so with, I would say by Christmas time next year, that, that block next year being 2021, 12 months, 11 months from now. So, so that block should really start looking like it's a usable product from, from every sense of the word. By second quarter of 2022, that entire block will be 100% complete. Well, let me zoom out from, from, for all of our uh, non-construction and design professionals out there. So if you Remember, I remember walking through this site 20 years ago, maybe 18 years ago, and there were trees growing in the middle of some of these buildings. Like I believe the Michelson, which was the old post office, if I'm not mistaken, had trees growing in the middle of it. Um, these buildings were not touched because they had gone down so far. I mean, not really actively used for 54 years that um, a lot of things going on there that were hard to solve. And Tim had the courage and vision, I think, to come in and and really take that on. So what you'll see now, if you go to that site is all of that has been cured. And now these buildings are being um, restored and what I call um, curing kind of the bones of the building. Because again, these are old Pendergast buildings 
uh, that were constructed. And Tim has a great story about this to really be the first plaza before the, the, the country club plaza that we know now. This was that targeted destination. Uh, so they were built to go three stories, four stories higher than they are right now. What Tim has done for the last couple of years now is got these buildings to a point where you can now walk through them and there's not, you know, six feet of trash and 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 built up, uh, you know, uh, residue on the buildings. But they're now becoming polished and beautiful again. So you'll see scaffolding on the outside on the sidewalk. You'll see, uh, you know, your terracotta being restored. You'll see the interiors of the buildings being totally cleared out just in the year that we've Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I am your host, Jason Grill. Fascinating show this far. I appreciate you joining us today on the radio or on podcast or on our website, grillnationshow.com. We uh, were excited to talk to Jonathan Cole, who's the owner of Pendulum Studio, pendulumkc.com, and Tim Bowman, who's a managing member of Compass Smart developing the Truce Village and Truce Development Project at 31st and Truce. Uh, Jonathan uh, and Tim, I will note this, um, have been working on some incredible flyover videos uh, as well as, you know, interactive maps. I mean, next level stuff as Pendulum always does. And they will be public here uh, soon. And as soon as they are public, I will uh, share them on my social media and, uh, and you know, and we'll, we'll catch up with Jonathan later in the year to kind of figure out where the progress is and talk more about it. But it, uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. We were talking about kind of the journey to this point and the process. Um, you know, I'd like to know from you all before we, we break into some of the other phases and timelines and, and future tenants potentially, or who you're looking to work with, what were some of the lessons you've learned to this point? Because you're taking on something that nobody has done for, as you said, for close to 50 years since people have been in these buildings. I'd love to learn from you, you know, what did you learn throughout this process to this point that really is uh, really either surprised you or something that you really, um, really, you know, changed you, I guess you would say, and that you learned from it. Let's start with Jonathan. Tim and I both are not patient people, but <laughs> in this type of game, in the development game, you've got to have patience. Um, and, and I think through patience and through collaboration, what Tim and I have been able to do is, is I, I think, sharpen each other. You know, there's where we started is not necessarily where we are right now because we've had conversations and we've had debates and we've gone back and forth and we've drank a lot of scotch together and figured out kind of where uh, where we're we're headed now. So I think patience, collaboration, uh, and then like I mentioned in the last segment, uh, you know, Tim has vision, and I think that is something that you know I've worked on projects where there hasn't been vision. Uh, this is that's an important piece to this project. Tim, what about you? What what have you kind of learned, and uh, and why do you think this really matters, and why are you doing it? That's a great question, and uh, it's it's funny. Jonathan was talking about patience. I am like the least patient guy on the planet, and uh, and I've had to grovel. <laughs> With patience <laughs> on every level. It's like, can't we just come on, guys? We this makes so much sense. Let's go, let's go. And so patience is probably the one thing I learned. I got to tell you this. I uh, you, why I can tell you this. I actually wake up every day. I've I've got literally the greatest job in the world. I don't have to go to work. I wake up wanting to go to work. It's so exciting because you get to see all the different parameters and, and the different changes that are going throughout and, and 
per that last segment, we this one building really, when you looked at it, a normal person would look at it and like, hey, we got to bulldoze this, and and then. We're like, well, wait a second. We're, Jonathan and I are both passionate about the historic preservation of these projects. And um, and now when you see them completed and the renovation 100% done, uh, you, you go back and you go, oh, my God. I mean, you're, this is part of history. We're remaking history because we have a responsibility to bring them back to their original 1915s, 1905, 1920. And to that point, Jonathan picked up on it immediately. It, it was almost like I, I was, I could almost like just hand him a photograph and say, look, this is what this is supposed to look like. And about, you know, a day later, he's got it laid out. And I think Jonathan, what, what, what do you call it? 1950s Harlem that you're doing yeah, the interior? It's the Harlem Renaissance, you know, it's, it's, it's really taking cues off of instead of going ultra modern or contemporary, it's really paying respect to the building for what it is and, and just curating that, just, just polishing it enough to, you know, be what it, what it really needs to be. So it feels period correct. And I think that's the thing that's going to, I think that's, what's going to really bring the attention of, of the public to this is when you're there, you're going to feel like it's right. You know, we always, we've all been places where you go and you're like, eh, you don't know why it's not cool, but it just doesn't feel right. This is going to feel right, and I think you'll you'll feel a lot of that love that Tim has for the buildings in that. And, and and with his design, with Jonathan's design on that, it's going to even even though we're running on a 1915 design, that is probably I'm, Jason. I'm telling you, five years from now, the rest of the architectural community will start building buildings like like ours, and it, because it's so cool. They're and and they're beautiful. They're 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 eclectic. They're timeless, and uh, and you're just you're not going to see this very often in Kansas City. I tell you that. Jonathan Cole and Tim Bowman are with me. Truce Village Truce Development Project, thirty first and Truce. If you want to drive by, it's not open yet, but it will be here soon. As we discussed, there's so many different buildings, and on your uh, on your sketches and diagrams that people will be able to see here soon you can kind of go through each and every one of them. Uh, you've mentioned some of them. I don't want to screw up the names, but by my count, there is uh, six or seven buildings plus the village. What, what is the village? What is the, what are some of these other buildings? Uh, you know, you talked about the Tycor, you've talked about the, 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 how do you say it? It's not Mickelson, like the golfer. Michelson. Michelson. Michelson, Michelson yeah. um, Firestone. Uh, what, what, what else can we see besides office, the, uh, the museum and, um, some of the other components, if you would get into some of those. So, so I'm going to start and then I'm going to hand it off to Jonathan to talk about the village. So when we were doing the master development planning and layout of this, I interviewed about five different architecture, architectural firms. They weren't quite getting it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I sat down with Jonathan, like maybe over that Monday or Tuesday, right after our Saturday, six o'clock, you know, connection. And he, he got it immediately, picked up on it. And uh, so him and I traded off some ideas. And here's what was really cool. So at the first time I saw it, I just started laughing because all of a sudden this village, which was a passion of mine, is an outdoor kind of event space, very much like a power and light, but so much different. So it's smaller. It's more um, connective. 
and um, it's it's able. You know, we're, we need five thousand people, and it'd be full. So it's not. We don't need twenty thousand people to fill it up. And uh, and the local community is very excited about this. But that's places where you can have corporate events. You could have uh, outdoor. There's going to be outdoor music festivals there. Uh, just a lot going on. But but the point I was trying to get, and then I'm going to let Jonathan run with this, was all of a sudden you could see Jonathan's sports stadium design and how he was able to take his history of of sports complexes and then turned it into our our, our vision. And uh, anyway, I'm going to run with that. Go, Jonathan. Well, I mean, to me, the village is a community green space. And the thing that makes, you know, like Tim said, what, what I lent to this project was our experience in public assembly. You know, people, if you go to any mall, you go to any shopping center, you go to any stadium, what people like to do is people watch. And they like to do that at different levels. And so we created all of these green spaces, these rooftop green spaces, these gathering points that look down into this beautiful green area that is terraced, really kind of like a, a stadium. It's it's really slightly terraced down. And then the, the focal point is this backdrop, which is a stage, um, a soundstage. So, you know, I what I discussed a lot with Tim was how do we create a flexibility and, and, and an emphasis on technology in this space to make it something that is constantly changing. So everything, there's a lot of LED boards, video uh, boards, there's a sound stage. All of those things create color, they create energy, they create a vibe that this is, it's really going to make this space the place to be. And, and to build on that, literally every single building that surrounds the village looks down on has outdoor roof space. So our tenants and their, their guests can come up. So let's say we have a concert going on this Friday night, everyone can go up on the roof and that just adds another element to look down and just brings energy and people to truce. So we're really excited about the way that that ended up. Yeah. And I just was going to mention that when I look at the diagrams, there is outdoor terraces. You know, you mentioned some of the um, the office space and some of the, the future components of the project. The Firestone building has, you know, like a food hall in it, a gym, uh, just amazing amenities, rooftop pool, event space. You know, you talked about the uh, the other buildings and there's just so much stuff. I mean, there's so many cool things that are potentially going to be part of this, including a market, I believe, or some sort of a market. I mean, there's just a lot of different parts of it, right? Yeah. It's, it's a full mixed use kind of development. It's a live, work, play concept. You know, you live there, you work there, you play there. Um, it's, it's really one of those things where once you get in, you never really need to leave. But can you imagine all of this being there on truce? You know, uh, and when you know the history of the city, you know what it was in the early 1900s, you know what it is now. This is a game changer. So, I mean, really, people should be saluting uh, Tim for for the vision of, of taking this where where it's where it's headed. Uh, and it's not just talk. It's not just renderings because it's under construction right now. You know, that's that's the thing that, again, all the council people that we walk through, they had no idea. They were like, what are you talking about? And then they look at the renderings and they look at the virtual reality model. and They're like, oh, my goodness, that's that's the surprise of this whole project that I think is so interesting. And it's going to be a great thing to see happen. It'd be awesome. Again, briefly, before we go to break, we got about 30 seconds. Tell me again uh, where it's located and uh, how big it is, you know, square footage wise or, or, or street wise. So real quick. 
these walls are the stories that I can explain. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Fascinating show today. Thank you for joining us again. Um, we, we've been joined by Jonathan Cole, who's the owner of Pendulum Studio. Their website is PendulumKC.com. And Tim Bowman, who's the managing member at Compass Smart, developing the Truce Village Project on 31st and Truce. Um, let's briefly just kind of talk about one of the buildings we have not mentioned that has got a fascinating story. Um, why don't we start there with uh, with Jonathan or Tim, whoever wants to take it. I'll take off with it and then kick it over to Jonathan. So we've got uh, some vacant ground and we, we are we're working on uh, a couple tenants that are looking for space. And during the process, um, I had an idea and, and Jonathan started talking about the ISIS theater and the importance of the historic importance of the ISIS theater that burned down that is on a corner. It's the uh, Southwest corner of 31st and truce. And um, so Jonathan, I'm going to let you run with that. There's a beautiful building. It is, it's a theater. There's a lot of history there. If you look at the historic photos, there's pictures of soldiers in front of it. And there's always parades that went down truce in this area, but the building burned down. It's a beautiful art deco building. And Tim has always been one to say, instead of going ultra modern, instead of cladding this thing with metal, this whole development should be Art Deco. We're going to bring that back. And so I looked at that building and I says, Tim, the perfect place to put this building is just uh, south of the Firestone building on that vacant land at the corner of Troost and, and Linwood. And so we really endeavored to resurrect the the ISIS building, just basically take the design cues off of what the old facade looked like, uh, the even down to the the, the canopies with the, the the billboards and things on them. And so we placed that there. It's about 130,000 square foot building, including a rooftop garden area, uh, and then a market uh, grocery, neighborhood grocery store right on the corner there, about 14,000 square feet. So really exciting piece of the project that, again, lends itself to the idea that, you know, it's a, it's a true live, work, play type uh, development. You've got entertainment. You've got things that you need in the community as far as grocery, uh, commercial space, uh, but then even connecting the services across the street to the to development proper with a, a above grade uh, or connecting bridge that goes from this 130,000 square foot building connecting to the gym at the Firestone building. Mm. Very cool. And again, all of this will be public uh, at some point here in the near future with all the videos and flyovers and sketches of all the different buildings. So you can go take a look at what's happening on 31st and Truce. Um, I'm, I'm going to give my car maybe today and uh, drive down there to see it. Just just you guys don't have to give me the tour yet, but I kind of just want to get it in my mind exactly what, what all the, the great stuff you're doing down there is. Um, what you know, you talk about tenants, future tenants, current tenants. I mean, where is that in the process? I mean, are you getting a lot of interest? Are you, are there people that don't know about it enough yet or want to see it? Or where, where are we at with that? Because, of course, that's kind of what, when this is all said and done, the architecture, the Art Deco is going to be great to look at, but you got to have people in these buildings, correct? Sure. Yeah, so, Jason, that's really the most exciting part of this entire uh, endeavor. By the way, I didn't even know how people got a hold of me to to sign me up because we were literally were not ready for tenants. We were, you know, we were still working on overall design and programming and planning. I, I actually don't know how people actually got a hold of us, but let me say something that I'm extremely proud of. 
So currently we're running about 70% of our tenants are either non-for-profit or minority tenants, uh, MBE, WBE. Of that 70%, women-owned minorities uh, are about 60% of that 70%. So we're very excited about that. And the one theme that I heard over and over and over again from our merchants team. We, we have, we're building our own merchants association. We, we're doing it right. Let's just put it that way. So the one thing theme that we hear is they want a five star program. The minorities have had difficulties whenever a big development, you know, came into town, if you will. And, and I'm, I'm not picking on it, but power and light's a good example of that. How many of those are actually minority owned companies down there? They're all corporate. And so what this was is it gives the minority minority companies and entrepreneurs a chance to really step in and be part of an eclectic development and be part of the part of the poker table, if you will. They got to play at the poker table. Right. And so uh, because of its location, we're able to get special funding specifically for minorities and um, and so we're really, really excited. But Michelson's 100 percent sold out. Let's just go through the numbers real quick. Shankman's probably the commercial component of Shankman is 50 percent sold out. The office component is about 30 uh, percent sold out. And then the uh, Native American Indian Museum, we're finalizing negotiations with uh, the Osage Indian Tra- Trail out of Oklahoma, working closely with um, Arts Council out of uh, St. Louis, uh, uh, Humanities and Arts Council out of St. Louis. And uh, that's going to come together nicely. So phase one is is pretty much spoken for. It's awesome. very exciting. You know, we like to ask some questions in our final segment. They kind of are, are more rapid fire. So I, I just want to start with that. What's one word to describe each of you personally and, and, and one word to describe the Truth Development Project? Let's start with Jonathan. One word to describe yeah. me? Curator. I'm a curator. Um you know, I, I take little bits and pieces of everything that I find along the way and I reapply them. I, I think that's the best word to describe me. What about you, Tim? Complicated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny story. One of my uh, girl, long-term girlfriends, uh, when she was in high school, that's what her license plate said. And I, uh, I, I she's a great friend now, but man, I, I, I probably should know what I was getting into. Um, that's a great word choice. That's a great word choice. What would you, what, how would you describe the project in one word, Tim? Eclectic. I like that. Yeah. What about you, Jonathan? Uh, future. It, it really is the future. It's the next thing. What's some of the best advice you've received, Tim? I don't know if I've ever asked you this question. Um, in your line of work or in your career that's kind of helped you, that you focused on, um, you know, as, you, as you've gone through all these projects? Good comment, because the other word I would have used is passion. My mentors said, Tim, stay with your passion. And, uh, and as long as you're doing it for the right cause and you're passionate about it, it's, uh, the, the world's going to like it. So it's going to be taken well by the community. So I think, I think hold, to your, hold to your line. Be flexible, but, but hold to your vision and be passionate about it. What about you, Jonathan? Uh, one of my mentors told me that the only way to grow is to invest in resources. And, you know, he said that lots of companies stay the same size forever. But the ones that invest in resources uh, are the ones that that grow and continue to innovate. And I, I think as I look at this project, one of the things that I have to hats off to Tim for this is, you know, we've been working with the company MXMS Scanning. Uh, it's a 3D scanning company. 
and they've scanned each and every one of these buildings. And so not only can you walk through our renderings, but you can actually walk through scans of the buildings as they are right now, which with Tim's approval, we'll be releasing those too, but it's phenomenal. And so we've, and we've really focused on how to be more innovative, which makes our projects a lot easier to visualize and curate as we have all the information there. You know, when you're scanning 250,000 square feet of existing building, that's, that's a monster. Um, but using that information uh, as a resource, I think, is what's going to make us way ahead of the game as, as a development partnership, as a group, um, you know, as people that are, are pushing forward in the industry. I, I think it's going to be phenomenal to see the, 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 uh, the things we have. Awesome story. 31st and Truce Development Project, Truce Village, Jonathan Cole, owner of Pendulum Studio. Tim Bowman, managing uh, member of Compass Smart and, and, and Beverly Velp in the Truce Village Project. Thank you for coming on the show. And as soon as you have uh, sites or whatever we can share uh, throughout social media, and we'd love to do that, obviously. And I, I can't wait to, to actually see these things open up and, uh, and join you for the celebration. So congrats on all your success. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. And thank you to the listeners for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you again next week. Take care and have a great day. I have me a boy